Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Love Talk Radio. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Once again, it is Tuesday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That can only mean one thing. It is time for the best sports show on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, 12 Kyle, and you're listening to Dead End Sports, a place where we rarely agree, but we do know sports. Uh, we want you to make sure that you follow the show. If you're on Twitter, follow us at Dead End Sports. Check us out right here, blogtalkradio.com, backslash Dead End Sports. Uh, you know what we do. This is week Five of the NFL season, week six of the college football season. We'll be talking football, football, and more football. We ask you to tell a friend to tell a friend that Dead End Sports is on the air again. Uh, want to bring in right now my co-host. Uh, you hear him here every week. Got to bring in my man Cam, my man Beezy, and my man FIFO. Fellas, what's up? What's going on, man? Chilling, chilling, yo, chilling. Yo. What's good? Oh man, chilling. Another another crazy weekend in sports, man. Another crazy weekend. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, before we jump into sports, I want to ask you guys. I, I know when we got when we left off last week, you guys uh, had some big things popping with uh, uh, what was going on in here in Atlanta. Um, talk briefly about what you guys did with the A3C uh, last weekend. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. we had a uh, show. I'm sorry, who's going ahead, people? No, go ahead, B. I'm just saying. Yeah, we had a, a showcase. Uh, Friday night with a uh, Rock My okay. headline and, and, and man, it was it was crazy, man. Blue Brown and J Live, man, they 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 brought a crowd out and Rock Marciano finished it out so wonderfully. It was it was great. It was great. I had fun. I had fun hosting. I had really had a good time. Good, good, good to hear. Good to hear. That's 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 what's up. I I, I was gonna try to get out there, man. It was just so crazy this past weekend. I, I did not make it out there, but I I saw the posts and everything on Instagram and on on, uh, on Twitter, and it looked like a good time by everybody. Man. Oh man, yeah, it was it, it was lovely, man. It was, we it was some it was, of course it was some funny moments too with Ken and people, uh, you know, hosting and uh, random random chick just came out on stage. <laughs> it was crazy, man. She Kanye West me, man. Yeah, she Kanye West me. She came on stage out of nowhere and snapped the mic from people, man. That, that was that was so. Are you funny. serious? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, uh, serious. She, she Please tell me there's gonna man. be a video of this somewhere. Oh, yeah, I don't oh, know yeah. if that's gonna make it. I mean, okay. I don't, it, 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 <laughs> people was like, I think, nah, they happening. I think my. Yeah, she knew not to take that shit out of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! 
Oh, man, we definitely want to thank you all for tuning in as you do each and every Tuesday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. More importantly, tell a friend to tell a friend that Dead End Sports is on the air again. Uh, so without further ado, let's get started in tonight's show, fellas. We always talk sports. Um, big week, big weekend this past weekend, uh, weekend college. Uh, in college football is week six. Uh, the NFL just completed week five. Uh, a lot of things happening. I guess let's start off with college as we do each week. Um, and I'll start with you first, B. Uh, what stood out to you about this, this past weekend in college football? That freaking uh, number 25 national ranked team got spanked, got shut out by Florida yeah. State. Maryland got Maryland got shut out 63 to zip. And I'm like, okay, at least Temple, a nine-ranked team, put up a touchdown. Um, I forgot who they played. They played a ranked squad, and they, they got blown out, though, but... I mean, 25 in the country, you got shut out by Florida State. I mean, I know Florida State is good and all, but wow. That that, that one right there stood out to me. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. That that, that one raised a lot of eyebrows. Raised yeah, a lot it of really eyebrows. Did. That was crazy. What about you, uh, what about you, FIFA? What, what stood out to you this past weekend in college football? I think uh, for me, I, man, what, what, what's up with Clowny, man? What's up with clowns? <laughs> What's up with that right there? I don't, you know, look, I I, I don't think long term um, this this will be an issue. I really think that he, I, I think he's past college right now. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not, yeah. they're not, they're playing the game away from him, and now he's disinterested, and now I feel like he doesn't want to get hurt. He he doesn't want to go out on that field like his boy Marcus Lattimore. You know, and, and really lose a lot of money for what? I I, I think he should have really thought about it, and maybe just took the year off. You know, work out, get ready, get combine ready because you already got enough change. You already know right. you're gonna be top five. You already know that, even with a year off, you you will come bigger, stronger, faster anyway with the whole year off. Yeah, you'll be fresh, super fresh. So you know, I, I I just I don't know, man. I don't know. I have to question that. And if you out there, you 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 got the pads on, you got the helmet on, you're supposed to be out there. But if you don't want to be out sure. there, then you 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 know you don't you don't need to be around the program. That's just the way I see it. That is so true. What about you, Ken? What uh what what stood out to you this past weekend in college football? You know what? There were um, there were two things that really stood out to me. Um, one be well, first was the Georgia Tennessee game. Um, Georgia finally, with the last two wins, showed heart, and that was something that they've lacked in the past with the Mark Red Coach team, where they will always end up losing games like the one they won Saturday. So for them to pull that game out, and you know, for for one to go down by a touchdown, you know, to be up seventeen three, and for them to come back and win that game, um, spoke volumes to me because they didn't quit, and um, and they really fought to, to the end to win that game. Now, Aaron Murray, I, I think he got a little cocky a little bit and it turned the game around because it led to the missed field goal. He wasn't paying right. attention to the clock. You know, he was just kind of just standing there, a little lackadaisical, like, you know, oh, yeah, we got this. And, you know, he missed the field goal, momentum change. That's thing you know, they're losing by seven. But uh, kudos to him to come back and lead his team to at least put, you know, tie the game to send it into overtime. And, um, you know, they got fortunate that the, the running back for a pick 
coughed up the ball. Pig, whatever his name was, he uh, he coughed up the ball. But anyway, um, so that was that was big for me to see them win that and keep their hopes alive. And I think the second thing B already touched on is that kid Winston with Florida State yeah. is probably the best quarterback in the, in college football. That kid can flat out play, man. And um, you know his percentages are high. He can throw the ball. You know he he's athletic. He can he got he has some escapability. He has everything that Manziel has plus more. Man, I I really 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 like that kid. And I think you know at some point he will be um, be looked upon by more and more people in college football. That he's the truth. Definitely, definitely. I mean, I I think you guys you guys stole my thunder, man. I, I think. Uh, that that Georgia Tennessee game stood out to me too because I, you know I for some reason uh, <laughs> Georgia just seems to be playing like that um, where you know you just almost like they keep you on the edge of the seats and just when you think that they're going to just when you think they're out of it they show you that they aren't um, just when you think that they're going to blow the game away they don't um, <laughs> I don't know what it is about these uh, Mark Rick uh, coach teams. Um, but they they keep it entertaining. I mean, we saw them uh, a week a week ago against uh, LSU at home. Um, same deal, where you know it's back and forth, back and forth. Um, so I think you know that their in a, their ability to keep the fan in me, and I'm not a fan of, of UGA by any stretch of the imagination, but just a college football fan, their their ability to keep me into the TV and not kind of looking away or doing something else. Uh, I like that, I, and and I, I kind of find that a lot. In this, and I don't, I don't know if it's just SEC football in general, but uh, Georgia in particular does that for me. They they keep me uh, in, into the game no matter who they're playing. Um, second thing is, man, one of my, my probably my well, I'm not gonna say probably my favorite college football team uh, since I was a little kid has been Florida State. Um, I am thoroughly, I was thoroughly impressed that I did. I thought that they would beat Maryland. Uh, but I always said, you know, games like Maryland and games against, you know, teams like Georgia Tech, not necessarily the best, the upper echelon of, of or, or NC State for that matter. Uh, those teams that are in the upper echelon of the ACC normally uh, tend to trip up Florida State. But, uh, you know, they Winston was focused. Uh, like like you guys said, he played lights out. Um, it was unreal. I, I, that is, I think they said that's the highest scoring margin um, ever between two ranked teams going head-to-head. Uh, so nobody's right, ever been blown out that much by that much. Crazy. It, it, I mean, just you, you would have, like I said, you would have probably, you know, the the, the fan and, and you probably would have said, okay, well, hey, Florida State's going to win this game. But to blow them out in the, in the manner in which they did, um, that that's tough. That you, I would have never guessed that. So those two things stood out to me, man. Florida State and then the way Georgia played. Um, also Ohio State. Ohio State going to the wire uh, against Northwestern. Um, yeah. Didn't necessarily see that one coming. Um, they really struggled. Um, <laughs> I mean, to the point where, you know, it was kind of touch and go there for a minute. We weren't even sure if they were going to uh, pull it out, but they did. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it, and I'll ask you guys, is, is Ohio State for real? I mean, I'm, I'm not a fan of Urban Meyer, never have been, but do you guys think that Ohio State is one of those teams that at the end of the year is going to be standing there, uh, at, you know, in, in, the, in the thick of things? I'll start with you, Ken. Is Ohio State for real? They have a lot of talent at quarterback, but I think they need need to make a decision. Um, I think they have made a decision, but I don't know if it's the right one. 
Um, when when that other guy was in there, man, they were just lighting it up. They they kind of I mean, it, I don't want to necessarily say it was easy, but they seemed to play a little bit better. Ever since this other guy has come back and resumed the starting role, you know, it, it's been, they haven't been as as fluid as they were before. Um, I think over time they'll they'll you know get a little bit more consistent on offense and and um, you know you you have to survive games like those. You know, because it's, 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 it's any, given, any given Saturday, right? And they manage right. to win. So, um, so I think I think they're for real. I think they're for real. I, I believe in Urban Meyer, man. That, that guy can coach. That guy can coach. So, yeah, I, th- I think they're for real. What about you, B? Uh, what, what do you think about uh, Ohio State? Do you think they're for real? Uh, they, I mean, I think they're going to – they schedule makes no, them don't, for real. Don't use Michigan bias now. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, no, I'm, I'm just saying they, they schedule make them because, to be honest with you, I think, I think they might be Michigan when they play the way Michigan been playing. But um, right. I think they just schedule, man. They, they scheduling is going to make them look like they for real. I think if they was to play a, a, a real true contender, uh, Oregon or Alabama or, or you know, or Georgia, I think they would probably get popped. But I don't know, man. It just, they schedule just kind of favors them, I think. Because nah, I, I think Northwestern is probably going to be a toughest test. And then they, until right. they play Michigan final game of the season, so uh, I don't know. And I'm not really being Michigan by it, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give props to a props too. If I say Ohio State is that deal this year, I'm gonna say it, but I don't know about this year though. Man, let me tell you something, man. My my dad went to Ohio State, so I, that's all I hear is every time. I mean, every Saturday he's calling me, telling me about Ohio State. So, and I'm not really, I, I'm not a Big Ten fan. I mean, if, if I'm mm-hmm. watching Big, I, I've always kind of. I've always kind of been like, you know, a supporter of, uh, of Michigan. So, you know, even with, even back in the day with Bo Schimblecker, because I like the athletes they had, and I always liked the helmets when I was a little boy. So my dad is just like, you know, every Saturday, man, he's like, man, we got to do this, we got to do. That. I'm like, Dad, let's, let's, let's stop talking about Iowa State, man. I really don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's weird. What about you, FIFA? What, what, what do you think? Are, are they for real? Yeah, you know, any team with talent like that. You have to take them seriously, but they're not the SEC though. Right. They're not the SEC, so I, you know, look. I think, like B said, because of their schedule where they play, I think that you have to take them seriously. You know, they're a talented team, and talent wins, especially in college. The more talent you have, the more you're going to win, and you know that's especially true in the pros. You get you three superstars on a basketball team, and you're gonna, you know, you're gonna make the finals. Right. It ain't guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed. You got to play the games, but you won't make the finals. At least that's what the expectation is. So, you know, I, I can't take nothing away from them and what they've been able to do so far, but um, they're not the SEC, man. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. You guys are listening to Dead End Sports. I am your host, 12 Kyle. And right now I'm rocking with my boys, BZ, and my man, FIFO, and my man, Ken. Uh, we have to tell a friend to tell a friend that Dead End Sports is on the air again. We broadcast live every day. Tuesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the event you miss any parts of the show, make sure that you check out the archives at, at blogtalkradio.com backslash Dead End Sports. You can also check out the website, deadendsports.com. Um, now, we touched on a little bit earlier. Uh, everybody knows there was a, a mix-up, a fiasco. I don't, I don't know what you want to call it, with uh, Jadavion Clowney uh, from South Carolina, the all-world defensive end, uh, who did not play this past Saturday versus Kentucky. Uh, word that we got was that uh, just minutes before the game was about to start, 
he told the coaches he was nursing some bruised ribs uh, that he could not play. He hadn't practiced, practiced much during the week anyway. Um, and this is where the confusion came in. Uh, Steve Spurrier uh, kind of alluded to the fact that, you know, it was up to him whether or not he wanted to play. Uh, Clowney said he, he was too hurt to play. Uh, the defense coordinator really didn't make it sound as if he was convinced either. Uh, <laughs> so the question I have for you guys, and I'll start with you, FIFO, uh, who do you blame in the Jadavion Clowney injury fiasco? Was it Clowney? Was it Spurrier? Or, 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 who, who did what? Man, look. Look, like I said earlier, I will put out to me. This boy is looking past the present right now. There's a lot of there's a lot of money to be made in professional football when you are drafted so high. Marcus Lattimore lost almost six and a half million dollars worth of salary by being drafted in the fourth round. Now, I'm not saying Clowney's going to get hurt. I hope he doesn't. I don't wish that on anybody that plays any type of sport. But at the end of the day, that's a lot of damn money. Yeah. That's a lot of money. You know, in the grand scheme of it, you know, what if he doesn't pan out? That's a big right. dip. That's mm-hmm. a very big dip if you have any type of serious injury. So, I, you know, I, look, I just think that it might have been something that you should have thought about before the season. And I and I honestly, you know, I, I don't I don't like the rule three years out of high school. Because right. some of these boys is just really ready. You know what I'm saying? And and in mm-hmm. football, if if you make that like this is a grown man sport. It if is. you make that decision to go out there and you are not ready, guess what? You don't have a career. You just don't have a career. What, what you know, what are you going to come out there? Look, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent. I'm, I'm going off into other things. But, no, <laughs> no it's all good. just really should have really thought about it at the beginning of the year and just sat out. And just sat out and just worked on the um, for for the draft, and that's about it. Okay, okay. What, what about you, BZ? Um, Just like people, I think right now he's in that – he's mentally thinking like, man – NFL, I'm, I might be number one overall draft pick. I'm going to make a lot of bread. And then if you notice the way um, Steve Spurrier, his little press conference he had, how he was kind of – it sounded like he was kind of making a way out for client. Like, you know, you need to be appreciative of him. He made a lot of money for the school. You know, if you don't play one more snap, you know, you got to appreciate what he's done for the school. It's kind of like he's kind of like, okay – He's not going to play the rest of the season or something. It was kind of like a way out for Clowney. That's what I look at mm-hmm. in that whole situation. Because if you look at, I'm telling you, if you listen to Spurs and that post, that press conference, man, I'm like, huh? I'm like, he's talking right. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's talking like Clowney's not going to play the rest of the season. So that was my, I was kind of speculating that. I'm like, okay, something ain't right. He's definitely looking forward to the NFL now, especially after what Coach Spurs said. Yeah, definitely. What, what about you? Uh, what about you, Ken? I think he needs to man up. I think, you know what, if if I'm an NFL team, I know the boy has talent, but right now he seems a little bit selfish to me. It seems like he's only focused more on himself. And, you know, I, I get it. You're in college. Your future is the NFL where there is money. But what happens if, say, for instance, you're in the final year of your contract. You don't want to go through the same. You want to sit out and take it easy then. You know what I'm saying? Because you're afraid you're going to get yourself hurt. Now, granted, most of the time when NFL players, they typically have a better season in their in their um, in contract years. But 
what I'm saying is that I, I would have concerns about him putting himself over the team. And I would kind of question having a guy like that on my team because I want you to step on the field and I want you to go to war with everybody and your teammates. I don't need you right. to be up here coming and talking about you got some bruised ribs and all that other kind of <laughs> Get out of here, man. No, 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 how, no. how big is this guy and how fast is this guy and no. how athletic is this guy? And, for, and, and, and on top of that, you know what I'm saying? You need to learn how to play when people run against you. You need to learn right. how to be a playmaker when the plays don't come your way. You need to learn how to impact the the, uh, the game in other Shit. ways. Shit. You know what I'm saying? So you need to have the coaches figure out ways to move you around the field. If if, if they're running away from him, then the, it's the coach's job to move him put him in different positions on the field to make plays, and all of a sudden now he can show that he's versatile enough to play all over the field, and he can really impact the team. So you know if what? you ask me about this guy, man, I think he's being selfish, um, rightfully so, and I can't fault him for that. But if I am an NFL team, mm-hmm. he'll be hard to pass up, right. but we've seen what selfish players can do to a team in the NFL and you need warriors. You 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 need men. You need men. You know so that, that's what that that's my thought. That's what I think about the whole situation. You know what, Ken? I okay. I really understand where you're coming from. I really do. But at the same time, look, man, a coach is not a damn. He, he he's not a genie. He's not gonna know exactly where they're going to run, and you know that they're gonna run opposite of him. You mean it's like right now. College quarterbacks are more NFL ready than ever. They right. can handle a simple, you know what? We were supposed to run to this side. He lined up on this side. We're running this way, and we're going to make it think like we actually put on the rock. They can do all that now, man. They can not all they of have them. all of these type of, not all of them, but the SEC does. The SEC, this is the SEC, man. This, this this is not your Big Ten. This is not your Pat. But it ain't this the big boy league of college football. He's the big boy league, and and one of the biggest baddest boys is 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 out of the game because of a a, a rib injury. He's not playing like a big boy. Mm-hmm. He is playing. Look, look. College football, you don't have the same amount of talent around you that can impact the other side of the field. Even the crappiest defensive end on a starting NFL roster is better than 80% of the college defensive ends. You see what I'm saying? So even when he goes to a team in in the NFL, he's going to have other guys that can make other type of plays. It's rare on a defense where you have just one guy. It's normally you have a couple guys or you don't have nobody. Right. You see yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's it's a fine line, man. You know, before I get my two cents, what, what about you, B? What, what's your what's your take on it? Was it on Spurrier? Was it on Clowney or, or both? Maybe. I think it's I don't think it was more on Spurrier. I mean, that's where I'm sorry. It was more on Clowney than anything. Okay. Because like like Ken said, man, like. It's going to be way worse trials and tribulations you're going to have once you become a pro. I mean, the spotlight is going to be on you even more because, for one, you're a high college prospect going to the pros. So if you can't handle, you know, this little, you know, what spotlight is on you now, just imagine when you get to the pros and you and you, you sitting out or you quitting or whatever. They're they going to mm-hmm. come at you ten times four in the pros. You know what I'm saying? That's true. That's true. I, you know what, man? I... I I think, man, all, all of you have made some great points, man. I'm kind of like in the middle. I think part of it's on Spur, part of it's on Clowney, B, 
because I don't think, you know, just from what I've heard, if you can't, you know, there's, there's a thing that they talk about in the NFL, uh, you either hurt or you're injured. You know, you can play hurt, but you can't play injured, you know, and there's a difference. And I think if he was really, if he's really, if he's really hurt or really injured, then, you know, you let that manifest not a couple hours before the game or minutes before the game or what have you. Uh, where I find fault with, and I try to remove my dislike, my personal dislike for Steve Spurrier. Um, I think what I didn't like was his comments after the game. You know, he said the word that he used was if he wants to play. You know, you know, you don't say that, some, that somebody wants to play. Now, to me, you're questioning his heart. Now, I don't know. You know, I, I'm not in Columbia. I don't you know know anybody that's associated with the staff. Uh, you know, has Clowney become a prima donna. You know, we, 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 we saw the highlights and everything like that. He had all of this preseason hype. You know, in the offseason, he was talking a lot of trash this summer. You know, and then he yeah. comes, you know, first game, he's out of shape. So now people are, are, are questioning, uh, you know, whether or not his he has the, you know, the work ethic. Um, and then, you know, he just, second game, then he starts complaining, oh, well, they're running away from me. Well, hey, that's what, that's what great, I don't remember teams, Running, and I'm not comparing him to Lawrence Taylor, but I don't remember teams saying, "Okay, well, hey, we're going to run, we're going to run right at Lawrence Taylor." No, we had to run away from it. Uh, you know, that's what they do, and you have to kind of try to find your way in the game. Uh, you know, your coaches have to kind of scheme for it and, and put you in a position where you can make plays. And ultimately, you know, as a as a defender, you have to make plays. You can't make excuses. So I don't know if it was, and kind of to touch on what B was saying, I don't know if it it kind of sounded like maybe. Okay, he's hurt, but and he doesn't want to hurt it. I'm sorry, what people were saying, he's hurt, and he doesn't want to hurt his stock even more by going out there and maybe playing on some bad ribs. Um, you know, unfortunately, the rule is what it is. You know, you have to be three years removed from your high school graduation before you can enter enter the NFL draft. Um, you know, it's a man's game, and more often than not, players aren't. I mean, excuse me, football players aren't ready to play in the NFL anyway, as opposed to. Basketball. I mean, it probably is only maybe a handful of guys every five or ten years that come through that probably could go from high school or maybe get a year in college and go straight to the NFL. But um, I didn't like the way that it went down. I didn't like the way that, you know, he handled himself. I didn't like the way Clowney handled it. I really didn't like the way Spurrier handled it because I think Spurrier could have, you know, kind of shielded it. But Spurrier and the defensive coordinator, they kind of – Sounded like they were more pissed than anything else. Like, oh well, he, he didn't want to play. You know, he didn't. He, you know, he told me at the beginning of the game he, didn't, he wasn't going to play. If he don't want to play, he didn't have to play. You know, so um, it, it's, it's it's very interesting. I'm gonna read back a couple of comments from our chat room. My man MK Rob said that uh, he, he said he blames Clowney. He said he feels like Clowney uh, could have played or, or should have handled it a lot better. Um, and uh, my man uh, Nothing Ninety said uh, he blames Spurrier. He says Spurrier's full of shit. <laughs> so uh, keep, keep the comments coming. We you, you're listening live to Dead End Sports. Uh, once again, I'm your host Twelve Kyle, and I'm on the line with my man Beezy, my man Z, former man Ken. Uh, we rarely agree on sports, but we do know our sports. More importantly, tell a friend to tell a friend that Dead End Sports is on the air again. Um, next question I had is we as we wrap up the, the college football talk. Um, what NCAA team has impressed you the most this year and why? I'll start with you first, Ken. What, what NCAA team has impressed you the most and why? Florida State. Um, that, that is the quarterback, man, Winston, man. They, they are such a, a well-balanced team. They can play defense. They can run the ball. And then they have Winston, and he just seems to always make the right plays. And that team 
overall has just impressed me, um, mainly the quarterback, but just how everybody kind of rallied around the guy. Because you can tell that when he's on the field, they believe in him. And and I, I I am starting to be a believer. I thought that first game he had, you know, I, yeah, you know, I was like, okay, you know, you know, it's the first game, you know, right. maybe he caught a few people, you know, by surprise. But he's doing this consistently, game after game after game after game, and I think he can be damn near any team in, in the in the top ten, I, and I think he belongs. So Florida State, man, them, them boys have have impressed me a lot. Okay, okay. What about you, FIFO? Man, man, 305 to my city, man. <laughs> <You> know, <that's, laughs> I get it, I get it. Yeah, man, Miami, you, you know, we yeah. undefeated. 5 and 0, finally ranked again. We look oh, they, good. Oh, they finally ranked again? Wow. Yeah, we 13. We 13, 5 and 0, baby. You know, we beat Florida when they was in the top 15. You know what I'm saying? We got Georgia Tech, you know, put up 77, you know, get Savannah State. I know that shit really don't count, but I'm just saying, you know, that's impressive, man. We, we you know, we haven't been this high in a minute. And I'm I'm, I'm a Miami dude till I die, so, you know, mm-hmm. go to you. Okay, okay. Yeah, when my man Jermaine Brunson on Facebook, he said, uh, he said to you, definitely uh, putting a vote in for the you. Um, what about you, B? I'm gonna go underdog on this one. I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still impressed with Bridgewater, man, for the court. Okay, for, uh, okay. Look, yeah, we talked Louisville, about him. My early, my early Heisman pick. I think we talked about it last weekend. I'm, I'm still impressed with that. I'm also, I'm not really impressed, but it's just because I think it's just another Oregon team. But man, the way they just running the score up on food is just like, mm-hmm. I, I really can't wait to see them go against Stanford. I think they like number four or five or something like that. That's another Pac-10, you know. Supposedly powerhouse in their in they same conference, so I'm interested to see how Oregon's gonna hang up the challenge, go up against uh, Stanford. And if they blow them out, man, it's like I'm, I'm thinking like, is this another another Oregon team that's gonna run the table but then get smacked by SEC squad, or is this Oregon team for real? So Bridgewater and Oregon, they just, I mean, that's, that's I'm impressed with college so far. Okay, okay, I definitely gotta, I, I gotta. And I don't want really to be biased. I try not to be biased on this show, but uh, Florida State, man, my squad. Um, and, and I got to give a big shout-out to my man, M.K. Rob, who's in the chat room, uh, his uh, his organization, uh, sleeperathletes.com. He's big-time recruiting in the Southeast. Um, M.K. Rob told me this summer, uh, after spring after the spring game at Florida State, he said, you know, he knows I'm a huge Florida State fan, so I hit him up. I said, I said hey, man, what, what are we looking like down there in Tallahassee? He said, this kid, James Winston, is going to be your starter, and he's the real deal. And, you know, see, he told me that, and it kind of went there, and I was like, okay, he's, he's what, he's a freshman? He's like, yeah, he's a freshman. I was like, oh, man, okay, whatever. And so I, I didn't kind of brush him off, but I was you know, I was like, I don't know about a freshman coming in, and, and you know, because there's big shoes to fill, you know, no matter what you might have thought about E.J. Manuel, still big shoes to fill. And my man M.K. Rob nailed it. This kid has been as good as advertised. More importantly, the Florida State team is playing with a lot of confidence and playing uh, looking like old Florida State teams of old. So um, I'm still hoping that there's no quote-unquote trap game um, coming up. But, uh, you know, we've got a big showdown with uh, Clemson in a couple of weeks. And if Winston continues to play at this level, you've got to put him in the, in the running for the Heisman. Um, I think we talked about Bridgewater as far as Heisman. We talked – you know, there's some talk about Manziel. 
Um, but, you know, Winston, if, if he keeps this pace up, and I don't know that he can. I, I hope he does. If not, if, you know, if for nothing else, the team continues to, to, to win. But, um, yeah, this kid is the real deal, as good as advertised. And um, and I'm glad that I'm a Florida State fan and, <laughs> and he's playing for my team. <laughs> uh, you're listening live to Dead End Sports. I am your host, 12 Kyle. This is Dead End Sports. Um, now let's move over to the NFL. Uh, week five. Crazy, crazy week, week five. Uh, culminating last night with the Monday night football game with the Falcons and the Jets right here in ATL. Um, Ken, what stood out to you about the NFL this past weekend? Um, <laughs> you know, it's man, I, I don't like even science. know where to begin. Um, I don't want to talk about the obvious. I'm pretty sure we'll talk about two of the most obvious things that happened over the week, one that directly affected this city of Atlanta and, of course, the the shootout. So um, I'll skip over those. The the Texans, man, I I think I'll just pick on them because I think they deserve it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, Try to tell you, Ken. You didn't believe me. I don't think benching Schaub is the answer. I think Schaub is just going going through a rough stretch, kind of like um, what what uh, Kaepernick did with the 49ers. Remember, he just looked terrible. Right. Um, everybody was like, "Man, what's wrong with him?" Sometimes, you know, it, it just happens. Um, and I think he just needs a game. And I think I forgot who he plays next week, but I think it's a a, a pretty soft opponent. So I think he'll get that shot. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, the Texans, I didn't think they would roll over like that because um, especially against the San Francisco team that just still, they just don't look all that impressive to me. Um, Kaepernick still is struggling to, to be an effective quarterback in spite of them winning because they damn sure ain't winning because of him. Um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but, yeah, man, I, I think just, I didn't think uh, Shaw would continue to play this bad for this long. But I think, you know, you have a team, if you, you know, first of all, Houston, what, I love Houston. They, you know, the the Rockets used to be one of my, my favorite basketball teams, and, and, and I like the Texans, man. For them to turn their back on their team in the middle of the season, and I'm talking about there's a, there's a restaurant up there that created a burger called Pick It. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't do that. Yeah. And that doesn't help. So, you know, again, man, so I I don't think the city of Houston is helping out the way they need to. They need to rally behind this guy. But, um, but yeah, man, I didn't think Shaw was going to play this this bad. And I thought, um, yeah, I'll I'll just leave it at that for right now. Okay, okay. What about you, And I told you people, Miami is suspect. (laughs) (laughs) You said what? I told you Miami was suspect. Oh. Well, I still got him in my <laughs> But you know, but you, you know what, though, Ken? You know what, though, Ken? I, I feel like you make an unfair assessment of Colin Kaepernick because when they lost to Indy, they didn't have Vernon Davis, man. They didn't have their tight end. They had him. They had him uh, this Sunday. And it, and if it, look, look, let me tell you something. If 
if if his receivers are covered, Colin Colin has nowhere to go. He can make all the last couple of weeks. So nah, he he's struggling, bro. Yeah, he's struggling. He's struggling. So so what what do you think? What do you think, FIFO? Let's get your take on it. Get my take on what? As far as who stood out, uh what's what stood out to you this past weekend in the NFL? Man, um Ken, 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 Ken took my, 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 my thing because, you know, I, I've been talking about Shab for two years. And if y'all listen <laughs> to the show, what did I, what did I talk right. about last week? What, that, what was that at the end of the day? You called it. You, you said he was a weak link. Exactly. And, 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 I, and I started, I, I talked about the quarterbacks because I saw this coming. I've been seeing this coming. And, and, and now it's just at an all-time low. And, 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 and the thing is, See, like, the difference between Schaub and Romo is that Romo is that talented. That's the difference. Schaub is not that talented. He's a good quarterback, but he's not talented. He doesn't have the mojo. He doesn't have the magic. Romo has magic. 506 yards, five touchdowns, the one interception, you know what I'm saying? But he has magic. Schaub, that dude is average. He is average. He is very average. He's not special. He hasn't been special. And, I, you know, the Texans, like like I said, man, I feel bad for Andre Johnson because, right. again, another U alum, you know, he he played with Reggie Wayne. I'm glad Reggie Wayne got one. You know, I really wanted to see Andre get one. I wanted to see Santana Mars get one. All three of them boys played together. That's how mm-hmm. dominant the U was. You know, and, 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 and I love when the U gets gets their rings, man, and I think almost out of everybody that came out of the U that I think is most deserving that hasn't gotten one yet is Andre Johnson, man. Mm-hmm. Andre, this man has been putting in work for how many years? How many years from day one? That's day true. one, he was a beast. He ain't even no time to, oh, was he? I'm a beast, give me the rock. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and I you know, for, for, for Houston to get, you know, amass all of the rest of the pieces and not have the one piece at the end of the day, you need a quarterback. That's true. You, you got to have it. You got to have it. What about you, B? What, what stood out to you in the uh, NFL this past weekend? Uh, what stood out to me is, are the Colts the real deal? By them taking down Seattle Seahawks? Yes. Uh, you know, you start to question yourself, like, wait a minute. I mean, you've been talking about all these other squads. But it's like the Colts are creeping up, starting to be, you know, the second best team in the AFC right now. And it's like, mm-hmm. are they for real? Now, you gotta talk, now you're talking about a possible playoff matchup against Peyton and his former team, you know, uh, with the right. guy that they replaced him with. So, you know, they, they took care of Seattle pretty pretty good, man. I, I was I was actually surprised by that. I was like, damn, is the Colts the real deal? Or they did they just kept somebody slipping? So, you know, that was my surprise this week in NFL with, with the Colts taking it at Seattle. A hard, you know, even though it wasn't at Seattle, but still, it, I mean, Seattle was still coming. But Colts, they, they handled it, and they got the victory. I think uh, the thing that stood out to me, man, I, <clears throat> you know, you guys touched on some great ones, um, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that shootout in um, in, in, in Dallas. Um, man, just watching that game I, it was between Dallas and 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 uh, Denver, 
I, I, I just become more, and I get—I don't know if it's—I'm not—I can't call myself a Peyton Manning fan, but I'm just, I just really appreciate watching him even more. And I think I said this before on one of our other shows. I appreciate watching him more now because I know he's not going to be around much longer. Like I don't like anybody knows me. I, I can't stand Kobe Bryant, but I will watch Kobe play just for the simple fact that I know that. I'm witnessing greatness, and it won't be around that much longer. Uh, in fact, right. we don't know what kind of Kobe's going to be back <laughs> when he finally does come back now. But, you know, that's beside the point. But my point is, is just watching him. I, I was, like, really amazed at how well he – I mean, Dallas seemed to throw everything at him. And, you know, he was checking off the line, you know, checking out the audibles, checking the plays. Um, you know, the one interception he threw – you know, he kind of, you could kind of look at him, he was like, okay, y'all got me. You know, it was like, it was almost like he was went to the side and like, okay, you got me. I'll come back. And, I mean, like, they couldn't be stopped. Um, so, which leads me to my next question, you know, to you guys, how would you stop, if, if you're a defense coordinator, Ken, how are you going to stop Peyton Manning? Because I think what Dallas did not do, I looked at the box score as soon as the game was over, and I think Dallas only had 52 yards rushing. And Dallas is a team that can run the ball. Um, obviously, if you get into a sh- and, and keep in mind, Dallas had a 14-point lead. I think you have to, you know, kind of have ball control to keep their offense off the field. If, if your defense coordinator can, your your squad is going up against uh, the Broncos. How do you stop Peyton Manning? Well, Kyle, <laughs> one, I, w- I would definitely run the ball, no matter, uh, you know, even even if it isn't effective, I would still keep them honest. Um, and then that's dumb. And then that's dumb because Peyton Manning is going to score in two minutes against you. Then you're down 14-0. What you going to do? Run the ball? But but wait a second, people. I don't think it really matters. You know what I'm saying? So you can run it. You can pass it. Peyton is going to do what he does. So I would keep them honest and, and try to at least control the clock and run it. Um, ever you just can't abandon the run. So I would continue. I would definitely try to control the clock as much as I can. And and the sec well, the second thing is, and, and you really asked me about defense, so I'm I'm, I'm on the wrong side of the ball here. <laughs> I will blitz, okay. Kyle. I, I, I will okay. blitz, man, and I'll and I'll tell you why. <laughs> you can't stop him any damn way. Right. <laughs> so you might as well bring as many damn people as you can to try to rattle the guy because if you sit back there and try to play coverage, he's gonna pick you apart. So don't sit there and just let him pick you apart. Man, bring him. Bring him. And, and make Peyton be great on every single play. Eight, nine, ten drives down the field. Hey, yo, if he gets you, he gets you because you know what? He's going to get you anyway. going to get you anyway, right. So it don't matter. You might as well try to create some type of advantage um, on defense in any way you possibly can because that you know you just can't stop the guy right now so I'm blitzing okay okay what about you B how would you stop the great Peyton Manning well I'm old school so I I have that I like can't kind of pick my answer I'll blitz but I'll be like, you know what? I'll take a penalty. I want somebody to knock him on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. For real. Like, do some old school sh- You know, do some old school shit where you got that one player, like, look, I don't care what fine I get. I'm about to knock Peyton on his ass. If I get a flag and we get a 15-yard penalty, oh, well, guess what? His ass going to be stumbling and he going to be reary. And guess what? We got Peyton ass. He ain't going to be he ain't, he gonna be throwing all types of damn – I ain't going to say all types of interceptions, but he ain't going to be on his right. A game. So, 
Knock him with his ass a couple times. Just like about twice. Just hit him good, dirty. Just hit him, pop, pop on his ass. Get the 15 yard penalty and a little $30,000 fine or whatever and keep it moving. We got the damn win. That's worth $30,000. Man, you know the way Roger Goodell is finding these cats, man. If Peyton, if Peyton Manning gets so much as a scratch on himself, you get kicked out of the league, man. <laughs> I mean, you might get kicked out of the league, you know, during the game. <laughs> what about you, Fifo? Uh, how how would you stop him or at least try to slow him down? Well, this is why they don't pay me defensive coordinator money because you can't. There's no okay. way of stopping him. The blitz is not going to stop him. Knocking him on his ass, unless you, like, knock a vertebrae out of his spine, it, it ain't going right. to stop him. Um, you know, because even blitzing him, he gets the ball out in faster than one and a half seconds. I don't care who you are. You cannot get to him faster than that. You just can't. And if you knock him on your ass, you right, B. You know what I'm saying? You might knock him a couple times, but, you know, like, you do it too much, like, and Kyle's right too, man. Like, like they, they're gonna kick these dudes either off the game, like they're gonna take their whole paycheck. Right. Like, like some, some, you know, it's not gonna be just, you know, just hit them, hit them, hit them. That, that, that's not gonna happen. You know, one, think about it. Like, I, they were showing a metric during the game of how fast he gets the ball out, and it was like 1.2 seconds. I, look, man, there's nobody that you cannot blitz that fast. But you know what it is, FIFO? Yeah, you, you, you know what? You're you're absolutely right. But he's thinking, though. He's thinking. Like, if you get hit, you know, and you, you're thinking about the next one. Because you look right. up and you're like, damn, these motherfuckers, they're right there again. So, it's, it's yeah, I got to drop back and I got to make that pass every single time. Every single time. So it becomes cerebral for him. And he's, look, by far, well, he's, he's the greatest cerebral quarterback there is. But you get in, you get anybody to overthink, they'll, they'll make a mistake or two. Look, 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 look. I, I don't think that we've ever. Look, this is not a college quarterback. This is mm-hmm. not Mark Sanchez, Mr. Buck Fumble himself. It's not <laughs> this is Peyton Real deal, Manning. In the regular season, real regular season, Manning. Real deal, regular season, Manning. In the regular season, you're not gonna stop this guy, man. How many years in Indy did he take off? At, how many weeks at the end of the season did the coach take off? Every year, every year, the last two games they was off, man. This you cannot. It doesn't matter if you hit him. He's come on. This is Peyton Manning. Yeah, it, it's man, it's tough. It's tough, and I, I think, you know, I don't really know that defensively that you're going to throw something at him that he hasn't seen. Um, I remember him doing an interview, you know, back when he was with the Colts, and and Marvin, mm-hmm. he was talking about how he and Marvin Harrison were on such the same the same page. He said sometimes they just look at each other, or they'd say, mm-hmm. "Hey, you remember, you know, six years ago we were in Cleveland and, and we ran that that play on the goal line." And like who like who remembers that? And they and they talk about it in the huddle. If we get this look, we'll go to that. You know. And his, I think part of his uh, DNA is just his preparation. Um, the last time I saw him, I, ironically enough, the last time I saw him 
uh, looked bad was against the Falcons last year, and I think, and I don't know if it was just because the Falcons caught him early. They picked him off three times in a game, um, three or four times. But I can't remember. But he still um, almost won, though. He still almost won. Yeah, exactly. Won. And you know, yeah. he, he just didn't get his, you know, he didn't get his mojo going until the end of the game, man. So it's gonna be interesting you, you to know see what, what happens. Go ahead. I, I really wanted to touch on that game because I think the Falcons had the blueprint. At the time, the Falcons secondary was one of the better ones. It wasn't elite by no means, but it, it right. was better. And what the Falcons did was they confused Manning. And Manning does, Manning does struggle against NFC teams with great defenses because he doesn't see them as often as he mm. sees AFC teams. You see what I'm saying? So it's a completely, you know, the NFC is a completely different beat. And it is. Against against the Falcons, they disguised so much. He 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 couldn't recognize it. But think about it: in three quarters, he was able to dissect them. By that point, he he was able to digest the information. By the fourth quarter, he was unstoppable again. He just I, I said I said to you like this: if they had two more possessions, they would have won that game. They would have won that game. Yep, yep. They won that game. If, if that game had true. ten more minutes, they would have won that game. Let me let me ask y'all this: Do y'all think like is dominant as Denver being, and say like they still be dominant throughout the season? And if Peyton Manning don't even make the Super Bowl or don't even win the Super Bowl, do you think he kind of harms his legacy a little bit, or no? That's a good question. Um, I think somebody threw that on Twitter uh, the other day. I think at this point, damn, that's a good question, man. Because when you talk yeah, legacy, like, you're talking about the overall picture as far as what he's done. Right. Um, you know, he could like, he could very well finish with one. And I, I know everybody's oh, he only has one ring. I mean, it, it's a Hall of Fame filled with a whole bunch of dudes don't have any rings. So you know, right. um, he's still going to go down, in my opinion, as as arguably the greatest, if not the greatest, one of the great. Statistically, he will be the greatest quarterback to ever have played the game. Um, so I. I don't know that that necessarily can hurt his legacy. I, I, he would just be the guy who didn't win as many championships as his little brother did or his nemesis, you know, uh, Tom, Brady. Tom Brady did. But I think it hurts, but it doesn't hurt his legacy. It just says, okay. you know, well, he couldn't win. You know, that, I mean, the knock on him, remember the knock on him when he was in college that he couldn't win the big one. And right. then he, finally won, he finally got over the hump. So, you know, in the pros. That, but that's a good question, B.I. I, It'd be interesting. I, it would be very yeah. interesting if they came so like, up short say, and didn't say like, if, say like if they go 14 and 2 in the regular season and then they make it to the AFC Championship and lost. Like, you know what I'm saying? They'd be like, okay, there you go, Peyton, and win the big game again or whatever. You know what? Like, I think it's a yes and no. Be, mm-hmm. Yes, it hurts him because, you know, I, I think that kind of sticks to him that he can't win the big one. Right. Uh, but no, because I think. Like I said last week, I was talking about quarterbacks. Stan Manning is the greatest quarterback to ever play. And I nobody think commands the offense further, like he does. Huh? I said nobody commands the offense like he does. Nope. nope. And, and and I think that he further distanced himself from Tom Brady in that regard, in my, in my opinion, because he's done it with multiple coaches. Yeah. Different city now. You know what I'm saying? And it's still the same old thing. It's still the same old thing. It has not changed. You know, so it's not just because of a great quarterback-coach relationship. Like, it's really like 90% because of the quarterback. 
That's true. Yeah, That's I, you true. know what? I don't I don't think it would hurt him, man, because, you know, I, and I think uh, either Kyle or B said this, but there are so many quarterbacks that, you know, either don't have a championship that are in the Hall of Fame that that or there are quarterbacks that have multiple rings that can't hold a candle to Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. You know, he has one. I think that's good enough for him. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of a lot of the times when you go to the to the playoffs, you're going to lose. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and and that's just part of it. And to be considered good or great, you just need to get one. And I think people unfairly hold that against Peyton Manning because he does have a losing record in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? But I, I don't think it will. Man, I think as long as he has the one and he continues to do what he does, you know, I, I'm with FIFA. I think he could definitely be the greatest of all time. You know, he just doesn't have multiple Super Bowl rings. First of all, Brady's a cheater, so I, I discredit that <laughs> what he has anyway. <laughs> You are listening live to Dead End Sports. I am your host, Dorf Kyle. Then once again, this is Dead End Sports. Uh, check us out each and every Tuesday night right here on Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com backslash Dead End Sports. My esteemed co-host, my man FIFO, my man BZ, and my man Ken. Uh, we're going to bring it to you live and uncut every Tuesday night. Make sure that you tell a friend and tell a friend. Check out, check us out on uh, Twitter at Dead End Sports. Also, check us out. Check out the website, uh, DeadEndSports.com. Um, now let's move to one of my favorite segments of the show. Um, I'm not a participant this year. I am a a sideline competitor this year, just watching from the sidelines. My man B's going to talk about a little fantasy football. What you got, B? Oh, man. The emotions and ups and downs of fantasy football. Okay, remember last week? <laughs> exactly. Remember, okay, remember last week when we was, last Monday we was doing, I was like, man, I think, I'm, I think my whole 30 team about to be on four. But I guess I was wrong because Drew Brees went ham for me last weekend, and I ended up putting out the victory. So I got my uh, first victory last week, and then I, I got my second victory this week, my 413 that was 0-3. So now we're 2-3, and and we're kind of moving on up the charts. Uh, another squad I freaking lost to, and I know Ken going to laugh at me at this one. I freaking lost to Trap Stars by like 10 points. I, I was uh, so disappointed in you, B. Yeah, man. It, it wasn't your fault, though. I, I, yeah, I saw it. It wasn't your fault. His kicker scored 17 points, dude. Like, and you had a lot of guys. A lot of your team was on by as well. Yeah, man. Doug Martin was on by, even though he hadn't even been doing much for me this season. But you know, I could have still pulled it out, man. If this kicker would have gave him like eight points, and if Kaepernick would have gave me at least about 18 or 19, I would have been straight. But his kicker giving him 17 points it was like, are you for real? Like, really? Like, seriously? And um, I'm glad in my I, I'm get, I'm starting to get you know my win streak on my on one of the dead hip hop leagues my uh, team recycle being that hole we three and two we moving on up we 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 starting off pretty bad too as well and I got Philadelphia Flyers this week I think and I forgot who Ken was playing um yeah I got my eyes on Ken I got my eyes on the executive producer okay so my record my record is better than his right now but I got my eyes on him. I don't know what people <laughs> going people going he need to get those goons lined up. They're not looking for promises right now, man. Yeah, man, people goons. I, I don't know. It's like people goons are starting to be that team you just check off as a win. Like, every time when you play them. Damn. You know, I check that off <laughs> Damn. <as a> win. <laughs> people goons are sleep at the wheel, man. I don't know what people goons are doing. He is sleep at the wheel. But, you know, Drew Brees is starting to look like – Drew Brees is starting to be like that, that 
top five pick that you should have got instead of letting them go in the second round. Like, which I don't know. Sometimes that 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 kills me every time when I see people picking Drew Brees late second round. I'm like, man, if I got like that seventh, eighth pick. I'm picking Drew Brees because you know the running back is gonna go early, man. Running backs seem to be the thing. Right. But I, Real I quick you, too. I, I can tell you this. I think after this season, the way the NFL is going, I, I think these next, next, especially next year, it's it's gonna be wide receivers, man. Like I think people are gonna be picking wide receivers like crazy. Running backs like this. This year, man, no running backs is really like. I mean, with the session of Adrian Peterson, no no other running backs is really like. Okay, damn, this dude is. This dude is a must-have. I mean, no Sean Marino have a couple of good games. Um, somebody else get like Trip Richardson ain't even balling really. Uh, Doug Martin ain't even balling. These dudes, these dudes like rank, you know, two, three, and four in overall picks, and, and they not playing. They not living up to the bill. The only running back I can think off the top of my head is Adrian Peterson. Like, like everybody else is not really playing up to the bill. I remember a couple years back. Running back known. If you was a top ten running back, you was known for getting a good fifteen points a week. You know, for your top top ten running backs, but now this year, man, it's like that running back is real thin. It's like the wide receivers are stepping up this year. That's what I'm noticing about fantasy fantasy ball this year. And I think it's gonna be that thing for the years to come. Okay, okay. Anybody got anybody else got anything to add with the fantasy football talk? Kyle. <laughs> yeah, they go they go emotional, Ken. They can make them extra. You know, you man, it out I, there. <laughs> oh man, Kyle, man, you know what, man, I, I, I'm so disappointed in my team. This, this is just, this is just not the team that I, I, I thought that I, I had when I put yep. them together. Yep. You should, y'all should have heard this, man. The, 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 like two minutes after we drafted, see, I don't know why y'all let me do this, B. Why y'all let me pick this, this team? I don't know oh, I still team. think it's a great team. You know, uh, but I think there are two team. Uh, there are two quarterbacks that you might as well count as a loss: Peyton Manning and Drew Brees. Right. Uh, if you play against them, they're good for four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not the talent per se. It, it's me once again. I'm over analyzing and overthinking instead of just putting these guys that I pick together. Sitting there reading this stuff, you know, seeing this guy's out, this guy's out, this, you know, running backs averaging five yards against this team. So I try to get a little too cute, and I'll make a substitution. And 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 prime example, Rashard Jennings, Darren McFadden is out, so it makes sense to pick him up, right? Then his yeah. ass go and get hurt too. So then he doesn't yeah, even play the game. Right. He has forty-one yards. Pull the hamstring. Wow. They're afraid to put him back in. While James Jones is sitting on the bench, he just caught an 83-yard touchdown, and I benched him in favor of two extra points, and it cost me the game. That's the second wow. time I benched James Jones and have ultimately lost the game because of it. So mm-hmm. you know what? I'm will put my players out there, and and that's it. You know what? I'll let the chips fall where they may. I will. I refuse to be emotionally invested. In this anymore, <laughs> and you know what? When oh, I win whatever. the league, I'm good, man. When I win the league, you know, I oh holler. My God. Whatever, man. The, the, the sun shines from the dog ass every now and then. Classic. Come on. What about man. you, people? I, how's, how's the fantasy for you? Man, look, I ain't even gonna talk about me, but I, I'm gonna go back to what B was saying. Um, how you should take quarterback wide receiver. I told Ken that two years ago, too. 
Same time I told yeah. him Shaw. I said, look, man, Shaw garbage. In, in fantasy football, you need to get that wide receiver quarterback combo going because that's going to win you the, 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 the lead. Because the running backs, if you don't get a top one, then what you going to do? You got to make up that production. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So if you can just get you a running back, get you about five to, to ten points a week, and you got that hella five quarterback, that hella five number one go-to guy, you're going to be all right. You get you, you know, a, a, another wide receiver and possibly a tight end, and you be good. You be good. Don't worry about the running back no more. Don't and worry about thing, the running back. Another thing I learned is that freaking Jimmy Graham is a beast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Like, I remember I used to be tripping like, man, y'all picking tight end that early? Like, I used to see Justin, Jimmy Graham going in like at the late first round. I'm like, man, y'all tripping. But then by the time week four, or five, six, seven, I'm like, oh, I exactly see why. Like, I'd be thinking like, damn, why, why, why wasn't I thinking that crazy to pick, you know, Jimmy Graham, you know, as my ninth overall first round pick. You know what I'm saying? Because he's playing like a first round pick. Dude, well, I was. And I picked him twice. Why? Because I am a fantasy football genius. Man, you just got finished mooping and whining. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Man, you you listening to Jaden Sports. I have your 12 Kyle. I'm, I'm on here with the genius, Ken. My man, B's and my man, FIFO. Uh, right now, it is time for another edition, another segment of my man, FIFO's At the End of the Day. FIFO, what you got for me at the end of the day? Man, at the end of the day, I love basketball, so I'm going to talk basketball. And I'm going to talk that boy Derrick Rose coming back because he looked like he is ready. He looked like he is ready, man. The explosion was there. I'm happy basketball is back. As much as I love football, I love basketball that much more. Um, You know, I I think the Lakers are going to suck this year. I think the Clippers are probably going to be the best team in the West. I think Miami was the championship. And that's pretty much the rundown of the NBA in my little segment at the end of the day. Okay, okay, there it is. A little basketball talk. Folks, don't don't think that just because we're talking football now that we're not going to talk other sports. We will be jumping into the basketball, especially once the season tips off. Um, and, 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 and as you guys can see, um, these guys not only know we, – we not only know football, but we know basketball, so we know other sports as well. So – it's going to, we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff, but uh, good, good to have a little basketball talk in there right now. Um, you're listening to Dead End Sports. Once again, I'm your host, 12 Kyle. Um, now it's time for one of my favorite segments, probably my favorite segment of the show. My man, Beezy, uh, you, you don't want to end up on his list of uh, what up, though, but this, this, this is always uh, <laughs> a funny segment, to say the least. So, Beezy, what up, though? What up, though? Oh uh, man, today I gotta put one of my one of the uh, Michigan alumnus on my what up though list, and yes, the Golden Boy himself, Tom Brady. What up though? Okay. QB rating of only fifty two point two. You know, threw, I threw no touchdowns, threw an interception, only had two field goals. So what? Up, and he got the loss. So what up though, Tom Brady? Where you at? Um, Steven Johnson, again, I think this is probably his third week on my what up though list. Only two receptions. Wow. Yeah, you're right. 19 too. yards. Yeah, with 19 freaking yards. It's like, where have you been? You're supposed to kind of, like I said, be the go-to guy for Buffalo, but I guess he's not being the go-to guy right now. Also, what up though with Miami's rushing? Uh, only 22 yards as a team. Uh, 22 yards total for Miami's Dolphins rushing. 
I don't, I don't get that one. I thought they probably had at least some solid. I thought Miller was a solid running back then. Um, also, David Wilson. I mean, this dude just might with just going to go back and hide it, man, because he has not been <laughs> he's the again, productive. Yes, yeah, I mean, this is like his third week. He's, this is he, this is not productive for him. You know, 16 yards. That's only one, 1.5 points, if that, in fantasy. So, David Wilson, what up, though? But also, what up, though, to Cam Newton? Uh, three INTs, got Ooh, the L, yeah. and 47.8 rating, QB rating. So, Cam Newton was awful this past weekend, man, in football. So, what up, though, Cam Newton? And also, I know y'all been joining him all day. Matt Schaub, what up, though? Three INTs, QB ratings, probably one of the lowest QB ratings over the weekend with 32.2 points. I mean, 32.2 QB rating this whole weekend. Matt Schaub, what up, though? Yo, B. Huh? And the what first up? INT was a pick six. That's four yeah. games in right. a row. That's four games in a row. Four games in a row that Matt Schaub has thrown a pick six. A pick and a running back. Boy, good good point out. Wait, wait, wait to back me up on that one, people. Um, yes, also, sir. man, uh, another one. Um, dude's a monster. Uh, I don't know if it's a team chemistry or something. What up, though, with Andre Johnson? Man, three receptions, only 39 yards. Hasn't really been. I mean, at some point, they were saying this dude was probably the best receiver, if not just as good as Calvin Johnson. So, like, mm-hmm. Andre Johnson, I don't know if he's, I don't know the injury bug, if he's bothered by something, or I don't know. Or is it Matt Chop? They ain't for real ass. <laughs> yeah, so you know what I'm saying? So it's like, damn, it's showing on the stats, man. So Andy Johnson, what up, though? Um, also, another guy that started off kind of hot, but he was cold this week. Uh, Eddie Royal, uh, three receptions, 26 yards. What up, though? He was a, he was like one of those fantasy steals earlier this season. And it's like, now it's like, okay, we don't care about Eddie Royal no more. Only three receptions, 26 yards. I think they, I think Chargers got the L, too, against uh, the Raiders. So, and I started him, B. I started him, B. You started him, B. And then uh, also, what up, though, um, Chargers rushing game, man, only 32 total yards. And I, I think it, it it kills me when I, when the team's total rushing yards is, is probably more than the receiver's uh, reception. <laughs> this receiver's catching a 35-yard reception more than that. And the team only rushing 32 yards. So that's great. That's the Chargers. What up, though? And also, what up, though, I mentioned them earlier, number 25, Maryland, getting shut out by Florida State. Not not just your ordinary fourteen zip shutout. We're talking about sixty three points to zero shutout. I mean, if a nine ranked Temple team can score against the number seven Louisville, come on, number twenty five Maryland ACC. Right. This is the ACC matchup. You got to come ready to play against your ACC, you know, foes, and you going sixty three zip. It's almost like what was y'all doing the night before that game? Like, come on now. So that's another edition of Beavis. What up, though? Don't be on my list because I will call your ass out. <laughs> definitely. He definitely will call you out. Shout out to BZ and what up, though. Uh, now it's time for my man Ken. Ken has the field vision. What you got, brother? You know what, Kyle? I, I will kind of keep this uh, real real quick and uh, and and, um, and simple this week. Uh, Colin, Colin Kaepernick, man, um, I, I got to put him on blast, man. I, okay. I, you know what? Last year I, I kind of said that I, I didn't really think the guy was all that. And, um, you know, he almost led his team back to, you know, win the Super Bowl, even though I think the moment was a little big for him until he settled down. And uh, and he, he, he failed at that, but I don't think that was entirely his fault. But um, Colin Kaepernick in week five had 113 yards passing and a touchdown. And the bulk of that came on a, a touchdown Vernon strike Davis, yeah. to Vernon Davis. 
Michael Vick got knocked out of the game, and he had 105 yards passing before he got knocked out. <laughs> and that was in like a quarter and a half. Yep. Yeah, it was. Yep. And um, I remember week one, Colin Kaepernick had 412 yards passing. He went nuts. In the last four games, 557 yards total against Seattle, Indiana, St. Louis, and Houston. Tony Romo had 506 damn yards in one damn game by himself. Right. It's taking this guy four games just to muster 557 yards. So I think that the guy's struggling. I think so. He's on the radar. I'm watching him because I want to see is he – because in all honesty, hell, other than he's just not throwing pick six, hell, he's playing just as bad as Matt Schaub. <laughs> If but you, you know really look is? at the numbers, they're just winning. You know what yeah, it is? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hey, Ken, you know what it is? I, I think, like, I think I said this before. Last year, he caught everybody by shot. You know, him coming in and doing what he's doing. You know, not, not too many teams have film on him. Now you have a whole off season, you got a whole training camp, and you got these defensive coordinators that can that got film on on Colin Kaepernick. It's not like they haven't seen a quarterback like him before. You know, mm-hmm. i.e. Michael Vick. You know what I'm saying? So I think now. They just they scouting them. They catching up to them now, man. These defensive coordinators don't get paid millions for nothing, man. This, this is not college, man. This is the, this is the NFL. So once once you once you be phenomenal and and you whoa you wow the, the crowd, these defensive coordinators they got that film on you now and the whole offseason season you. Guess what? You, you better this is this year's season gonna prove if Calvin Kaepernick is for real or not. You know what I'm saying? So unless that defense can hold up and he can get to the NFC Championship game through that defense, but. I don't know. You're right, Ken. It's like he's on the radar now. The same thing with uh, you're right, B. Because if you look at Russell Wilson, man, I just I just pulled yep. him up, and yep. he's he's been stinking up the joint. Yeah, he's not he's not having those crazy physical games like he did last year. Cause well, nobody ready for it. You know, now you got a whole off season. These defensive coordinators, man, they're gonna be like, hey, look, this dude ain't about to get off on us like he did last right. year. Right. So it's 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 just. These defense coordinators, man, you got to play. They plan for this now. I mean, only I, I, I have I have the perfect answer to why Colin Kaepernick has struggled. Doesn't have anything to do with the film. Doesn't have anything to do with you know uh, them you know kind of preparing for him. It, I can point it all out to one thing. He's dating Sanaa Lathan. Women to bring it down, man. Women to bring it down. Tell you that right now, and I'm, I'm not. Uh, he's a young cat, and he's like 23, 24. It's not late, like 45, something like that. I mean, she's a cougar. Damn. She 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 got herself a little young buck. Um, you know, Damn. personally, I love Sanaa Lathan, and if she's listening to the show, please holler. At me. Give me give me a call. <laughs> I will leave the wife for you, because um, she could help me pay for child support. Um, <laughs> that's oh my god, that's hilarious! That is so hilarious. Hey, hey, hey I, B, I'm, I'm, I'm My wife knows I love Sonali, so, I'm, so you know, I'm, I'm quietly hating on on Kaepernick for even dating my woman. But yeah, that's why he's struggling, man. You gotta leave these women alone, man. man mess with them chicks in the off season, man. Leave them waterhead women alone, man. Stay focused on your on your game and everything else will prosper. It, 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 I, and I point to nobody else, but. Uh, remember how Namdi Asamoah struggled last year in Philadelphia? 
Yeah. He's beating uh, Kerry Washington. Then he got then yeah, he got married. Yeah, I struggle too. Yeah, yeah, I struggle too. I mean, something that fine. Come on, man. Yeah, women to bring you down, man. Stay single. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> You're listening live to Dennis. Shout out to my. I, I hope my wife's not listening. Um, <laughs> and that's what I was about to say. Come to Larry, man. He said, "Stay single." Yeah, stay single. Stay single, man. I mean, I, I enjoy it. I mean, but if you're single, you know, stay single. Um, <laughs> you're listening live to Dead End Sports. Now it's time for a new part of the segment. Um, it's my part of the segment. Um, it's called Five. I got five on it. Um, for my five, I'm going to go top five. I'm going to keep it real simple. Uh, this is based on some tweets that me and Ken uh had I think it was yesterday with uh, uh, somebody on Twitter who said that Aaron Rodgers was overrated. So it got me to thinking. I said, okay, what's my top five quarterbacks in the NFL right now? Top five NFL quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Number one, Peyton Manning. Number two, Thomas Edward Brady. Number three, Cool Breeze. Number four, Aaron Rodgers. And number five, if he didn't have 50,000 interceptions, I'd say Eli Manning. But I can't. I, I'm saying right now, number five, I got to go with Andrew Luck. Mm. So that's my top five. Manning, Brady, Breeze, Rodgers, Luck. And there you have it. I got five on it. You're listening live to Dead End Sports. Once again, I'm your host, 12 Kyle. And this is Dead End Sports on the line with me, my man Beezy, my man Fifo, my man Ken. And we're talking NFL. More importantly, we ask you to tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, make sure to check us out on Twitter at Dead End Sports. Also check us out on the website, deadendsports.com. Uh, looks like we got about 18 minutes left. Um, want to jump back into uh, a game that stood out on to us on Saturday. Um, excuse me, Sunday. Um, the shootout between Denver and... Dallas. Uh, after the game, after Tony Romo throws this interception, after throwing for 500 yards, uh, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, Mr. Facelift himself, Jerry Jones, said it was a moral victory. What, what do you think about that, FIFO? Is there a such thing as moral victory? I mean, he had the Romo had the best statistical game that any Cowboy quarterback has ever had Troy Aikman never did it. Roger Starbuck never threw for that many yards. Uh, Danny White never threw for that many yards. Uh, Quincy Carter never threw for that many yards. <laughs> I'm just naming Cowboy right. quarterbacks on the top of my head. Um, but his last pass was an interception. Is there any moral victories in that? Look, there's only as much hip-hop I listen to and I love there's only one artist I can quote off the top every time, and that is my man Jay-Z. And Jay-Z says, moral victories are for minor league coaches. Next. There you go. There you go. Minor league coaches. What about you, B? Is there, is there any moral victory in, in, in what happened in Dallas? Oh, man. Um more victory that happened in Dallas. Ah, that's a tough one. Um, 
Old victory that happened in Dallas. Go go to Ken. Come back to me last. Go to Ken. Okay. I'll shoot it over to you, Ken. Was that a moral victory? What what could they, what could they take from that? It, it should should Cowboy fan and I mean my man Kaza in the the great Kaza in the chat room and man MK Rob they they're both uh, Cowboy fans and they were very upset about the the Cowboy loss. Obviously, um, what should Cowboy fans take away from that? You know, or, or even worse, having an owner say basically that it's okay that they lost. Well, that that's a travesty. He shouldn't say it's okay that he lost, but I understand where he was trying to, you know, where where he was going with it. He, he's basically saying that, look, my 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 boys, my cowboys, did not fold because Peyton Manning started slapping them all up up and down the field after they jumped out fourteen nothing. They very well could have just said, you know what, we, we can't do we we can't do anything with this guy. But Romo was like, nah, nah, nah. We we're gonna go out here and we're going to fight and. He had the lead. You know what I'm saying? They they were up, and the defense just let them down. And the defense could not maintain that lead. And Peyton Manning did what greatness greatness did what greatness does. And he went back and he tied the game. And of course, you saw the opposite of that in Tony Romo. Now, you know the guy made a, a, a and I I've heard his name so much I can't you know I hate I cannot recall his name at the moment, but he made a hell of a play. And you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you got to give the defense credit because that Denver defense is a really good defense. Sunday just was not their day because I don't think they thought the Cowboys were just going to come out and just start slinging the ball over, over the field like this is Madden 25. So I think there is a moral victory because they proved to themselves that they can play with anybody, and they proved that – you know, they are legit. I, I said all along that the Cowboys would surprise a lot of people this year. And and they have ups and downs. I, you know, I didn't pick them to win this game. But I, I think that they should really feel good about themselves after that game because they were just one play away from winning that game. And now the rest of the season, oh, they should, they, man, they should be putting up 40 now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, okay. What about you? But they still lose the back you. What's your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I think, God, for, for, for Romo to still have the, like one of the highest QB ratings this weekend and still lose, I mean, at the end of the day, he just can't be mad that you lost, that you still had a, a perfect, a damn near perfect game and still lost to one of the great quarterbacks of our time, Peyton Manning. I mean, yeah, that one interception cost him the game, but. I mean, at the end of the day, you just got to take that loss on the chin. On the, I know it's tough, but just take it on the chin and just move on to the next. He's like, look, we played our best game. If we played anybody else this week, we would have probably right. smashed them. You know, anybody. Mm-hmm. We, just, we just so happened to play against the machine this weekend. And, you know, he, he had a good, he had his usual game, and I had my great game. You know, which you got to have a great game when you're playing against Peyton Manning. Right. That's all. Just look at it like, hey, look, we play like this the rest of the season. We can take the NFC or be, you know, competing in the NFC. Put NFC championship with the Saints or whatever. So that's my more story. But you know okay. what? Okay. I, I I I can't I can't accept that because Peyton Manning had a mistake. But when did it happen? Tony Romo, it's okay if you have a mistake, yep. man. You're human. <clears throat> and that's a great but point. But when does know. it happen? That's a great, <laughs> not a great point. That, no, no. It, the, I, the reason why I say it's a great point because what he's saying is that. Manning threw an interception, but that interception was in the first quarter. You know, keep in mind what people fail to realize Four. is that Manning, Manning's he, interception was in the fourth quarter. 
No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it was, it was in the first early quarter. In the game. It was early in the game. And and then keep in mind that the game is tied. So it's not like you even asking Romo to go down the field and uh, you know, for for the game winning touchdown. He just he just has to move the ball about forty, maybe forty five yards to get him in field goal range. And that's it, and you win. You, you you got you can't and, and 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 granted, Ken, you made a great point. The linebacker made a hell of a play, but it's little things. Yeah, he couldn't step up in the pocket, but the thing about it is, if he leads Witten on that play, if he throws it in front of Witten instead of behind Witten, the linebacker he would have to come through Witten to make the, make the interception, and he probably is not going to make that interception. Witten would have to extend his hands. He makes the catch, gets down. You live to play another day. It's little things, and that's the thing that I think Romo hasn't necessarily mastered just yet and you know cowboy fans are still waiting on him to do so you know and in that situation truth be told peyton manning's probably not going to throw that pick you know that that's the Mm -hmm. thing that uh you know it kind of stands out um another thing i want to get you guys opinion on since since we all live here in atlanta um i know you guys are falcons fans like me um After seeing what you saw last night, I'll start with you first, B. Are the Falcons done? Uh, yeah, because now you got the potential of your main, you know, threat, your main round receiving threat, uh, Julio Jones, being out for the season. So if he if he's out for the season, I think they're definitely done. And I think Stephen Jackson probably will be back for about another two more weeks. That could be, a, you know, Chalking up maybe a few more of the L's they're gonna get. You know, you lost two straight home games. It's the first time this ever happened for Matt Ryan. Lost right. two consecutive straight home games. Now you about to go on the road. I think they're about to play the Patriots, right? Are they getting ready to play the Patriots? No, no, no. They play the Patriots. Uh, uh, they have an open week this week. Hopefully, the Falcons can beat the open week. Hopefully, I'm not okay. sure. <laughs> not sure they're gonna have any bye week. But yeah, I mean, you know, if they lose, um, they lose Julio Jones. That's what Julio Jones off. Stephen Jackson. I think they. What's their linebacker name? Um, uh, the top Liverpool, linebacker that they lost. Is out yeah. until week eleven. Right. And then, and then, you know, I kind of see why Giants let uh, Austin Yumiori go because he ain't been up. He ain't been living up to the bill since he got there. Mm-hmm. So I think if one and four, ah, that's that's kind of tough. And then, like I said, if Julio Jones out for the year. You can you might well forget it because Roddy White. I mean, he's not 100. percent I mean, you can tell, and he he left the game with a hamstring injury. So right, yeah. If Julio Jones is done, you can stick a fork in nothing and pin the tail in there. What about you, FIFO? Are the Falcons? I, I think Falcons at this point are probably one of the most disappointed teams of the NFL. Are they done? Um, yeah, you go. What was it? 13 and three to one and four. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, you lose your top target. Um, you know, your your main running back is out. The defense has been as soft as Plato for the last three years. I've been saying it. I don't no. – I don't. look, you know what? I'm going to use this time for right here. I do not trust Georgia teams, man. Every <laughs> single Georgia you tweeted that today team, and I, I almost fell out, man. Yo, like how how many years are the Braves? Through how many decades are they are are they going to be one and done? Like they have great regular seasons, they make the postseason, then they don't do nothing. The Hawks are the same way. We're in basketball purgatory because oh we don't we don't we, we we're not championship contenders, but we're perennial playoff team. But we don't go nowhere past the second round ever. That's never the expectation. 
the Falcons, we have a top offense for the last three, four years with a, a defense that, that, that can't even bend enough. Like, they just flat out just let the levees break. Just, nigga, what? No, man, I, I, I do not trust. And then UGA always seems to lose the biggest game. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They, they, they blow their team out in the bowl game, but the game that, that would have got you to the national championship, you lose that game. You know, uh, Georgia Tech, you know, since Calvin – and Reggie Ball, I'm going way back to the court. Reggie Ball, like, ha- has Georgia Tech really been that exciting with his option offense and no, they go for it? Not at all. Come on, man. Like, Georgia, get it right. What up, though, Georgia? What up? <laughs> what up? <laughs> all right, Ken, Ken what, what's your take on it? We, we, we tweeted last night, man, and well, what's your take on it, man? Well, uh... Yeah, yeah, losing Julio is big. Um, is a big loss because I, I clearly I was Ryan's favorite receiver. He was one of the only guys on that team that could, could really make a play um, outside of Tony Gonzalez. I don't think they're necessarily done uh, right now. The 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 sixth wild card spot belongs to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're going to maintain that spot? Below them in Chicago, I don't think they. I think they're returning back to normal. The Giants going to beat them Thursday, so they'll lose three straight. Um, the only team that I, I see that's ahead of them that could maintain their position is probably Green Bay, um, because, and that's only because Detroit is leading the division. But if Detroit, without Calvin Johnson, goes on a down, downward spiral, they 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 you know they they could get there, man. It, it may be ugly. And they're gonna to have to win a lot of games. They they can really only afford to lose one or two more at at the most from here on out. And it, you know it, it doesn't look good because they have to play Seattle and San Francisco, right? And Green Bay and New Orleans. Shit, they might be done. <laughs> uh, yeah, you think? That might yeah, put them man. at eight and eight, I, man. I got, I got a coastline, man. I, I'm even the most optimistic fan in me. I, I, I can't see it. it. It's just, it's too many, too many injuries to overcome. I think, you know, when you had situations, even in last night's game, where you, you know, and Mike Smith, I, I'm not a fan of Mike Smith. Um, you know, going forward on fourth and one when you, oh, and then you're gonna God. give it, you, you're gonna give it to. I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, man. I like Jacquez Rodgers. Jacquez Rodgers is like five, six. I'm bigger than Jacquez Rogers. I mean, I'm five seven, so I mean, he weighs more than me, but still, I, I wouldn't give me the ball on the on the one yard line. I, that, so you know, and and I kept telling people they're going to struggle until Jackson gets healthy because that's the the key hole in their running game. Um, and if, in the NFL, if you can't, I don't care how much you throw the ball. If you can't run the ball, at least to keep defenses honest, you know, you don't want your quarterback dropping back for forty passes, fat pass attempts. If he has forty pass attempts. There's going to be a, a batted ball in there. There's going to be an interception or something of that nature. Um, but yeah, I, I think with the news of losing Julio, they're done. Um, you know, you might want to start thinking about tanking a little bit, <laughs> you know, for <laughs> Davion Clowney. Um, but you know, much like people said, man, I mean, the, with the luck in the city, man, it's just you. There's no telling. I mean, like Clowney would come here and like blow his ACL out or something like that, or get. Or get arrested for you know yeah 
for for DUIs or something. I I haven't seen like it this dark. Like I I tweeted earlier, it had been this low in this city since the day they caught Vic fighting dogs. I mean, it was just the 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 morale was just real low in the city. You know, can they turn it around? Of course they can. There's a lot of football left, but I don't see it. If it happens, it would be great. Um, I'm still going to the tailgates, still going to the games, still going you know chew out and, and cuss the Saints fans out when we played them on Thursday night. Um, but uh, but no, I'm not really, I'm not really. Uh, <laughs> I ain't crazy. I'll put it like that. I, I, there's only but so much fandom. Fandom can only carry you but so far uh, in this world. Um, you're listening to Dead End Sports. We got a few minutes left. Uh, time for our closing statements. Um, we call it the goal line. So I'll start with you, FIFO. Uh, what you got for us? Man, um, yeah, you know, backing up the rant I have about all these damn Georgia teams, I do want to shout out a fellow Cuban, Yasiel Puig, for batting over 400 against Atlanta and moving on in the baseball playoffs. And if anybody was going to beat Atlanta, I was glad it was the LA Dodgers. Um, And I hope that they win the championship. And I think that's a good look for Magic Johnson, which is one of my favorite point guards of all time. And a great businessman. And for Yasiel Puig and all of the naysayers that say that he shouldn't have been in the All-Star game, just go shove it because they won the chip. And, you know, just for a fellow Cuban, man, you know, Cuban, then in hip-hop, we, we, you know, we're doing a lot of things around here, man. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. BZ, what about you? What, what you got for your closing statement? Man... The weekend that we were supposed to take charge in the NFC North, Lions, we didn't take we didn't take advantage of it. I mean, granted, we didn't have Calvin Johnson. He was he set out just for caution of his knee. I don't think it's anything serious where he's going to be out for a minute, but they just wanted to play a precaution. But I think if this was the game, we should have definitely won. It should have been this, man. We should have beat Green. We didn't beat Green Bay at Green Bay in 21 years, so we should have beat them uh, this past Sunday. We would have had a good a good for full charge in front of the NFC North by already beating Minnesota and Chicago and then Green Bay, but we lost that game, so hopefully we can get them back on our home field. And right now, my Tigers got me nervous right now. We get, we got the win against the Oakland A's uh, today, but, man, uh, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous for my for my Detroit squad, man. Well, Detroit Tigers, at least. Detroit Lions is still early in the year. We just finished the first quarter of the season, so hopefully we can bounce back. You know, I hope my Lions can bounce back this upcoming week and, and get the W, and I hope my Tigers can finish and can advance on in, the, in baseball because you know we, I'm watching my my Tigers now. It's postseason baseball is real intense, so you know yeah. that's my final thought. What about you, Ken? Um, Houston will rebound, and Mike Smith is terrible for not kicking the field goal. He cost the land of the game. That's all I got. And as for me, um. Uh, the Atlanta Classic, off the chain. Shout out to my school, South Carolina State, for kicking A&T's ass. That's it for this week, folks. We'll holler at you next week. You <laughs> listen to Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. For Steve Fold, for Easy, for Man Camp. We're out here.